Welcome to the Cozy Minimalism Podcast. I'm Angie, and I'll be your virtual navigator on this path to minimalism. I want to help you create a home that nurtures and supports you, rather than one that drains you and stresses you out. My home? It's a regular, everyday home. It's not magazine-worthy, and some days, when I'm not feeling good, it will be a little untidy. But it's never out of control or heavy like it used to be. I offer you a softer, more realistic, and less extreme type of minimalism. I really want you to be able to step away from these episodes feeling motivated, so I don't add a lot of extra fluff just to make them a certain length. What you see is what you get. I always love to hear from listeners, so hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and let me know how I can serve you better. Stuff shuffling. This is a behavior that I noticed not only in myself, but also when I started working with clients. I realized pretty quickly that I needed to come up with solutions for this particular phase, I'm going to call it, because we get through it. We we work our way through it. Stuff shuffling is when we are frazzled. We don't even know where to start. We've got a whole lot of stuff in our homes. And it is unbelievably difficult to pinpoint exactly where to start. It's also tough for people that are stuck in this phase to be able to break it down into smaller pieces. And what areas do you even begin in? That's what I'm covering in this episode of the Cozy Minimalism Podcast. I have three tips to help you stop stuff shuffling. There are three phases to letting go of your things that I've seen over and over and over again. The first phase is the scattered start. And if you are any way further in the process, you do totally remember this. You aren't entirely sure where to begin. You're not really letting go of stuff you probably tackle some of the harder stuff first and you really end up just moving items from one place to the next. That little piece at the end there is a hang up of where we get stuck in this scattered start. That stuff shuffling. And that is what I want to talk about today. Stuff shuffling can happen especially if you have catch-all places in your home, my friend, you will probably notice that when you have unexpected company coming over within the hour, that you'll likely start throwing stuff into your catch-all spaces. That's stuff shuffling. You might notice that when you are doing a clutter clear-out, maybe you might take stuff from your main living area, and then you might Grab a box and put it in your unused guest room in the closet or in the guest room if it's too stuffed in the closet. So you start moving things around your house rather than letting go of them. That's stuff shuffling. That is my very first tip for you is you are going to grab a box and it could be any size of box and you're simply going to go from room to room in your house and you're going to put things in there 
to donate. I want to see you removing things from your house because when you're stuck in this phase, those little things that you start removing, they're like a snowball going down the side of a mountain. They might start off as little, but then that snowball keeps growing and growing and getting faster and faster and faster. So that's what we want to see with your stuff that's leaving your house. It might start out small, but we're going to gain that momentum and it'll happen faster and faster and faster. The biggest thing with stuff shuffling is the fact that you're just moving it around. That's, that's all it is. The biggest hurdle is just finding things to get rid of. I want to really quickly, as a side, talk about momentum. Because during this phase, momentum and accountability are what are going to take you to the next level. Momentum is such an important part of this phase. Just starting to release stuff and work through this stuff is what's going to move you to the next level. So momentum during this phase, do not discount it, my friend. This is such a very, very big part of what we're doing in this phase. It's probably the biggest. I don't want to say the biggest because there's lots of important things that happen in this phase. But when you're stuff shuffling, building that momentum is huge. Whether it is filling garbage or filling donations or filling, you know, things that belong to other people, that also fits in here. So just start looking at releasing the mass of stuff. That is where you're going to build the momentum. It doesn't have to be big. It really doesn't. And in fact, the smaller, the better in this phase. It's little tiny baby steps. All right, second tip. This has to do with figuring out where you're donating stuff. And this is a huge hangup for stuff shufflers. Where do I even donate it? Who wants this stuff? Who can I give it to? I do have an entire worksheet that deals with all of this stuff. I have an entire list of places that you can send your donations to. Message me if you want it and I will send it to you. It's actually part of my scattered start solution, which is a paid program. But if you need this, I am not going to hold you back. So I will give that to you. Message me and I'll send it your way. Donations and where to get rid of your stuff is a huge thing for people. This is something that people will will struggle with. And I find doing a little bit of legwork at the beginning of your process is going to help you in the future. What I want you to do is figure out where you're donating it to. Call around, find out what kind of stuff the, the donation places are accepting, and then you can strategically look through your house for those things. Bonus, if you can find a place that will come and pick up. When you have a set time, when somebody is coming to pick up your donations, you will end up clearing a lot more stuff during that time than if you just let it sit in the back of your car. Friend, we have all been there sitting in your car for up to a year waiting for you to drop by a donation center. Yes, I have been there. I was lucky in our previous house that I had a lady from a local thrift store and she would do rounds in our little town and she would come and she'd pick up stuff 
And all I had to do was text her and say, hey, Jackie, I've got another load of donations that'll be ready by Friday. And then she could come anytime after Friday. We'd set up a time and a date. And I always had a lot of stuff that I could pass on to her. And this happened for six or seven years. It's one of those things that once you can find a place that will take your stuff, it becomes so much more helpful and handy. Do the legwork, figure out who needs what and all of that stuff. And then if you do have stuff, you can you can make sure that it goes to the right place and the place that you feel best about going to. With them coming and picking it up, it was a deadline that helped me remove more stuff. If you don't have a place that will pick up locally, what you can do instead is to enlist the help of a friend. You could you could even say, hey, how about we both do this? Let's both grab some donations and we'll meet at this donation center at a certain day at a certain time. And then you both are supporting each other. You both are being accountable to each other accountability in this phase is huge because sometimes we get stuck as stuff shufflers leaving this stuff in our garage or in the shed because well we'll get to it when you have a deadline when you have accountability this will help move you forward so look into the donation places if you need that that sheet of all of the different places that you can donate to for all of the different stuff, you just let me know and I will send it to you. Okay, friend. So the third tip, you knew it was coming. One of the biggest things that I see happening with stuff shufflers is they might schedule decluttering times, but they end up working for far too long. And when you're in the beginning, the beginning is so sticky and sludgy and slow going that in the beginning, I don't want you to spend four hours. I would like to see you consistently every night or morning, depending on if if you have a quiet morning, do the morning. If the kids go to bed at night and you have 10 minutes it is only going to take 10 minutes every night. I want you to take your bag. It could be a garbage bag if you're going around and you're looking for, for stuff. It could be a basket. It could be a bin. It could be a box. But I want you to take your, your collector around with you and set your timer for 10 minutes. Do not go over the 10 minutes, my friend. And you're going to look around your house for the easy stuff. These are the things that are no-brainer things. The easy stuff are items that you would be able to look at everything that you've got going on and go, okay, no, that is a definite no. Or, okay, that needs to be fixed and I am not going to fix it. Or, I've always hated that thing. Those are the easy things. You're going through your entire house. And, and there is a process to do as you go into each room. Start on the left side of the room. Look up and all the way down. If you have to open drawers and cupboards and things like that, do that. And just keep going. All the way going and passing throughout the entire room. Left to right. Until you've hit all of the surfaces, the cupboards, the drawers, all of that. 
You're only looking right now at just filling your container. That container, depending on what you're you're looking to fill it for. However, if you have garbage, if you have recycling, those are easy ones to begin with. Maybe you have like a bunch of receipts and you're like, let's just toss this. Do that. Do that for 10 minutes. Your timer goes off, you're done. Do what you need to do with those items when they're done. If you're collecting for donations, then go and put those in your your garage or in you know your closet so that you can pull it out tomorrow night. But we are going to have a date every single night of the week. Let's let's take the weekend off because that's that's family time. Every single night of the week, set that timer to do 10 minutes and you're going to see a huge difference at the end of the week. To summarize my three tips to get you out of stuff shuffling, my very first tip for you was to grab a box and it could be any size of box and you're simply going to go from room to room in your house and you're going to put things in there to donate. Just fill a bin, fill something and start actually getting into the process of getting rid of something rather than just moving it around. When you pick that item up, really try to justify it staying in your house. And then the second step was setting deadline. And this was twofold because I wanted you to look and see if you could find donation places around Maybe that they, they do pickups. Maybe it's a thrift store. Maybe it's a donation center. Find out what kind of stuff they're looking for and then fill your boxes with those things. What I want you to do is grab a friend that's going to be an accountability partner for you. And you could even ask them if they want to do this process too, that you both are being accountable to each other. And then the third one was 10 minutes scheduled every night except for the weekends. And you're just going to become a heat-seeking missile, looking for those easy things, looking for the things that are no-brainer things for you to be able to let go of. And that's it. Thanks so much for, for being a part of this episode again this week. I have been doing this consistently, January and February, and now we are getting close to March. So I did have a request for a specific episode, and that is going to come to you next week. And it's going to be all about how to maximize the space in your bathroom if you've got a tiny bathroom. And this reader actually sent me pictures, and she has minimized a lot. She doesn't have a lot of excess stuff. So right now, it's about maximizing the space. As minimalists, we feel like, oh, we shouldn't have more stuff. There are times that you do have to maximize your space and I'm all for that. So that's what next week's episode is going to be all about. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, it's Angie. Toodles. Hey friend, I want to take the time right now to thank you. Thank you for letting me be in your ear for another week. An extra special thanks goes out to those of you that have been leaving written reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I have something special for those of you. If you leave a review, good or bad, screenshot it and then send it to my Instagram message. Every month, I'm going to go through everyone that sends them and draw one name, one review 
to get a tiny gift for me. And it's, it's inconsequential. It's not a big deal, but it's just a little thank you for taking the time out of your day to write a review. So I appreciate you, whether you're listening, whether you're reviewing, whether you're a part of the community, each and every single one of you matter. And I am so grateful to be on this journey with you. Until next time, toodles.